0: You are listening to another episode of Loving Kobo, a podcast about life, love, and money. I am your host, Zakora. Earlier today, I was listening to somebody speak and they were contrasting two stories. One of them was about a guy who was going through hardships in life and he kept pushing through the circumstance. And at the end, it was a positive outcome and it was a hopeful and reassuring story. The second was about a family, a husband and a wife and a son, and they also were going through hardships. But at the end of the story, it seemed hopeless. By the end of the story, the um, both the mom and dad had passed away and the only person that remained was the son. And so the speaker was saying that at first glance, if you look at the second story where everything kind of did not resolve in this positive way, you could come away thinking that what they went through was all in vain and you might have the question of why keep pushing through? What is the point of of? continuing to keep going on when things are tough. He mentioned that even though the second story, the one of the family may seem hopeless, that at the very least, the son learned the lesson of endurance and persevering and and carrying on. I mentioned that both of the parents passed away, but they passed away in two different ways. The mom ended her life and the father ended up dying as a result of the hardships. So he was saying that the son learned endurance and perseverance from watching his father on the journey, even though he didn't make it to the end of the journey. And when I heard that sentence about the son learning endurance from the dad, it made me think about what I learned from my own family growing up. And it's interesting because, especially now in the days of therapy, which I'm an advocate for, the main focus a lot of times for therapy is overcoming traumas that we went through in childhood, unpacking things that we have never been able to unpack and a lot of times the focus can be on what went wrong and it makes sense because no one's paying no one's paying a therapist to talk about all the things that went right or you wouldn't be there so this is not a conversation about whether therapy is useful what it brought up for me was that I can focus so much on what didn't go well that I can also overlook what went right. And something that I think went right for me was the ability to look at people up close going through things in life and and enduring and persevering. Because if there's one thing that my family has done and continues to do, is to endure. That's the one thing that I know for sure. Anybody in my family, they're going to keep going. So after the message, I was thinking about the different ways in which I've seen people push through and how how I use those skills every day in my life and how I've used them as I was growing up. So, so while I may have looked at the ways in which the things that went wrong negatively impacted me on a daily basis, I think it's also worthwhile to look at how the things that went right also affect me every day in life. I made a list of the ways in which I saw people endure and persevere. I wanna talk about those things today. I think that when people hear endurance and persevering, you may think about it in terms of some courageous person and like the army or the Marines or just some really grand type of story. But perseverance is something that can be seen every day, even in what you may think are the little things. The first thing I realized is that I did not even realize how watching people persevere around me developed a spirit to persevere within me because if I saw people around me, my parents, my siblings giving up when there was adversity, that might be something I naturally or subconsciously did and didn't even realize that I gave up easily because I saw everybody else around me give up easily. But I saw the opposite, I saw people push through. And I find that as I go through things in life, I also persevere and push through. And that doesn't mean that I don't have the desire to quit because I I do, and I think most people do. I find that even when I have the desire to give up on stuff, it might be a few days later or a week later that I'm like, nope, I gotta get on it again. Let me look at this another way. Let me try to attack this again, but I don't stay down for long. One of the first examples that comes to mind is that I saw people keeping up with their obligations even when things were going wrong. No matter what was going on in my family, my parents always made sure that they continued to work and that they showed up how they were supposed to show up for all their obligations to other people. And the way that translated for me is that when things were going wrong in my personal life, I made sure that I kept it with my grades. I've been working since high school. So even with my jobs, I made sure that I showed up for work and on time. And I had to put whatever I was going through to the side for those work hours, for that test, whatever it was. And even now, as a, as a mom, I'm sure that the parents that are listening can relate. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Your child doesn't care, especially if they're a toddler, mainly because they don't even know what you're going through and you can't stop being what you have to be for them because of what you're going through. You have to find a way to get through what you're going through while still being their mom, while still being a spouse, while still being a friend or whatever role that you are to somebody. So I learned that by watching them. The second thing I saw my family do was maintain their faith practices even when things were going wrong. When things go wrong, the first thing that you might want to do is question your faith or question God because a question can be, why am I going through this? Even though I'm committed to my faith practices or my spiritual practices, why am I going through this when I'm trying to be a good person? When I think about it now, I never saw my parents or my family question God because of what they were going through. So by nature of that, I never did either. I never looked at me going through something as a sign that, God doesn't exist or he's not there or he doesn't care about me or things like that. That just wasn't a question that came up because I never saw that be a conclusion that my family made as as a result of things going wrong. I saw them have the same faith when things were good and when things were bad. It didn't change how they felt about their faith. Another thing I saw them do was try to find creative ways or other ways out of their situations, instead of just taking things at face value and saying, this is a bad situation, I guess there's nothing I can do about it, or I guess it is what it is. I saw them try to figure out, is there a solution, even if there doesn't readily seem to be one? So whether it was me looking at my dad get a second job growing up and trying to make honest money instead of a get rich quick scheme, what I learned from that is that I need to work to get out of my situations and I can't expect somebody to just do the work for me. I also learned that the effort may take a while. You might have to work a long time at something before you see the fruit of your labor. I saw them decrease their spending while trying to still get the best quality. Even though we went to lower end stores, my mother always tried to get the best quality. I would see her looking at the stitching looking at the quality of the fabric and trying to make sure that even if it was a lower end store, she was going to get the best quality items in that store. I saw them look for second medical opinions and not just take one diagnosis as the final answer. I saw them look for the best case scenarios in bad situations. So if a situation looked bleak, the first thing they wanted to do was if somebody else had the same diagnosis or if somebody else was in the same scenario, were there people that had a positive outcome? And the people that had a positive outcome, what did they do? What did they use? What can I learn from the people that it worked out for? And that's definitely a skill that I use today. That's one that I use when I quit my job while I was on maternity leave. And I knew that I wanted to have a virtual job. And I, the first thing I said was, okay, let me look and see if there are other CPAs that are working virtually what are they doing? How did they get there? Let me find other people that are doing it because I know I can't be the only one. And I know that everybody that did it didn't have a bad outcome. So the people that had a positive outcome were there things that they had in common. What can I learn from these people? Another thing I saw them do was even if they were to give up on something, they gave themselves a time limit before giving up. They never gave up immediately. Say, for example, it was a health diagnosis. Maybe they might say something like, okay, let me try to do... X, Y, and Z naturally for 12 months and see if I'm able to have better blood work at the end of these 12 months to lose X amount of pounds by this 12 months, if such and such improves at the 12 months, or if I'm struggling with a course in school, let me see if I take office hours first after the class, and let me see if my next test score improves instead of me just withdrawing from this class. Or if I am struggling with a concept, let me see if I do a little bit more research on my own. Can I do better at this? Can I improve the situation? Let me not just assume that because I'm having some type of turbulence right now that I cannot improve the situation, that I can't get a better outcome. If I try some solutions first, an example that comes to mind for me was growing up, I didn't really learn things easily in school. A lot of times I would read the text and it just wouldn't make sense for me, especially with math. And it's interesting because I'm an accountant today and not that accountants use complex math because we don't, but it's just interesting that what I'm doing today deals with numbers because that was something that I really struggled with growing up. I remember me feeling like I just wasn't good at math. And I remember also I don't think they say this today, but in those days, people would talk talk about the fact that they thought that girls weren't good at math. And so because I didn't do well in school and the information in the books didn't make sense to me, I just thought, okay, I'm a girl. They said we don't do well in math. This seems to be hard. I guess it's just not something that I have the skill set to do. What my dad did was he always tried to break things down in a simple way for me to understand. So if I didn't understand something in school He would try to look at the text, see if he could understand it, and then try to break it down to me in another way, in a simpler way. One thing that he always believed was that everybody could learn something. He didn't believe that just because I was a girl or just because I struggled with something, that that was indicative of the fact that I just could never get it. He always believed that I can get it, but I just had to figure out what ways it would take for me to understand it. I ended up doing really well in math and Like I said, I have a career that involves math today. I credit that to the fact that my dad encouraged me to not give up in those formative years when I could have made that decision that I'm just not good at math and just not even apply myself in any subject that involved math. Another thing I learned to do and saw my family do was how to stand on their own. Everybody in my house was raised to be independent. I think that's typical of Nigerian households where You're learning to clean. You're learning to cook very early. We all had jobs outside of the house. We all started working in high school. So being able to do things and get things on your own was something that I saw. And it wasn't just having a job. Something else that my parents really stressed was learning how to entertain yourself when you're bored, especially in the summertime when everybody would be going out to amusement parks or summer camps or wherever it was and having fun. We didn't get to go out and we would be bored and we would complain all the time about being bored. And so my dad would take us to the library to get books, which I hated because I didn't want to read. I wanted to be outside. I did end up developing a love for reading and writing and just expressing myself creatively as a result of that. And he will find different activities for us to do to pass the time. And before you know it, summer's over and the school year's starting and you got through the summer. And so what I learned during those days was getting through boredom. Because if I think about it, and I think I mentioned this in another episode, boredom could be something that really leads you down a path that you might regret. Whether it's that you dated somebody because you were bored. Whether you slept with somebody because you were bored. Whether you started using substances because you were bored. Or whatever it is that you chose to do just because you were bored. So you're like, why not? I have nothing else to do. Before you know it, you wish that you just accepted the boredom instead of whatever choice it is that you made. So I learned to get through boredom. Another thing I learned to do was do things on my own. If you need somebody with you to be able to do things, you might not get that far. Whether it's the fact that you can't exercise unless you have a partner to go with you or you don't want to go to an event without your friends, but that might be the event where you can meet the, where you can meet the person that you'll spend the rest of your life with. Or you might meet somebody that could be your next employer or business partner or whatever. You could miss out on opportunities if you're waiting for somebody else to go with you first before you do that thing. So another thing I learned was to be resourceful, to find answers. Something that we always had in the house growing up, which I know is obsolete now, is encyclopedias and dictionaries and other instructional books. Because when my parents came to America, people didn't readily give them information. And I think that was the experience of a lot of immigrants back then. But what they did know was that no, uh, a book doesn't discriminate against its reader, meaning that anybody of any color, if they pick up the same book, they're going to get the same information. So my parents always believed in using resources and especially reading to get information and if they didn't know something they were going to go to the dictionary or to whatever instructional book or whatever it was about that topic or the encyclopedia or whatever it was to learn so i remember me having questions growing up and they say well look in the dictionary or look in this book or look in the encyclopedia do this research and i would get angry because i'm like if you know the answer just tell me why do i need to read it but what they were doing was developing the skill In me that if I had a question and if there were resources available that can answer that question then I should go and use those things because one thing my dad always said is that if you're getting the information from somebody they might just tell you bits and pieces of it. Like say for example so maybe there's a course about how to advertise on Instagram and this person has this course and they're only telling you three of the five steps they know and then you have to wait to take the second course to get the other two steps and then when you're in that course then you realize that they have another 10 steps that you need to pay for to get that there might be a book that says all those things that's free or you might need to take an hour or two or a week or so of researching these things on your own to get the same information but if you're at the mercy of waiting for somebody to tell you you have to first wait for them to decide that they even want to tell you that thing. You're at the mercy of how much they want to reveal to you, which might be only 20% of what you need to know. And if it's not free, you have to have the money available or wait till you get the money available to be able to get that information. But there's a lot that you can get for free. There definitely is things that you have to pay for, but there's a lot of information that's free and people can charge you based on the fact that you don't want to take the effort to get that information on your own. And I do believe that there's times when it makes more sense to pay somebody, whether you're spending time or money, you're spending something. So this isn't to say that people shouldn't be paid. It's more so to highlight the fact that there's value in being able to research on your own. The last thing that I learned was to not stay down for long and to put a plan into action. So say, for example, you were passed over for a promotion at work. You could be angry about it and underperform and say, well, I did all this work and I didn't get the promotion. So now I'm just not about to do anything. You could also say, okay, you could also say I got passed over for this promotion. Let me see what I could do in the next 12 months that either I get promoted at this time next year, or I can develop enough skills that I can get this position somewhere else a year from now, or if I have all the skills to get this position somewhere else maybe I might even leave and start applying for that now but at least there's a plan that doesn't consist of just being angry about the fact that you got passed over and just kind of wallowing in your anger so those are some of the things I realized as I sat down and thought about it that I did learn from my family and I'm still using those skills today really the the purpose of this episode was to highlight the good things that I did learn because as I said at the beginning of the episode a lot of times, we can be angry about what we didn't have or what disappointed us in the things that and the different voids that we feel that we've had in life. But I think that most of us, if we sit and think about it, could also see things that we learned that help us today and I'm curious to my listeners, if you look at your life, if you look at your childhood, if you look at the your past. What are some of the good things that were like major keys for you or that you use today that you learned growing up that have helped you to be successful or or help you when times get tough? What I want to do over the next few weeks is to expand upon the Strength to Endure and I'm going to do a Strength to Endure series in different areas, so love and family and parenting and all the different areas in your life, because really every area of your life is an area where you're going to be tested. And I just want to talk about some of the things that we can go through. And so I will see you guys in the next episode. Later.